from various locations in Northern California, this is Beyond the Humidor, a cigar podcast for the rest of us. Well, all right, let me welcome everyone to our 20th episode of Beyond the Humidor. Scott Robinson with you on this fine, fine Sunday morning. And I am joined by um, Lewis, Greg, Craig, and Bob. But um, before we even begin, I want to thank everyone for their support for this podcast. This started out as a labor of love um, a little over a year ago. And it has morphed into this wonderful podcast that we're able to share. At last count, we are being heard in about 150 cities and 22 countries, which is a great thing. And I just want to ask if you guys are listening out there, drop a line and let us know you're out there and we will get back to you. So like every other program, oh, and we have a very special surprise for you as well. But before we get to that, let's get to what we always get to is what we're smoking and what we're drinking. Now, I'll start this thing off. Um, I am smoking a Davidoff Yamasa Robusto, all Dominican Republic. Oh, very, very good smoke. But, you know, you can expect that from the Davidoff line. There are no surprises there. I wanted to join that with some Zaya rum, a blend of 18 different rums from their uh, master blender. One of the interesting things I found out about Zaya was that it used to be made in Guatemala and then they moved it over to Trinidad. So interesting little tidbit for you there. So with that, I want to, um, you know, say hello to everybody and see what everyone's up to smoking and drinking. Lewis, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Scott. I'm absolutely in pain from all the labor I did yesterday, but other than that, I'm doing well. My body's still aching, but um, I'm just sitting here chilling and smoking something that I got from the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. I couldn't begin to tell you what this is other than it says barber. Um, I'm about to put this down and get a proper cigar. I think you should. And, um, <laughs> And uh, I'm not ready to drink anything yet because uh, my wife and I just polished off a fine bottle of champagne last night. And we were up to about 12:30, so need oh, to man. get that out of my system. Right on. Um, before we move on, though, man, because you know I don't know how much time our guest has. Oh, but yeah. I, I really think we should just go ahead and you know he's part of the call-in family. He's going to be part of Beyond the Humidor. Let's find out what he's smoking and drinking this morning. All right. But before we do that, let me give him a proper introduction. This this gentleman is a former Harlem Globetrotter, former partner of Casa Bella Cosa Cigars in Walnut Creek, California. Also the um, owner-proprietor of the Bird's Nest. I want to welcome Roy Zazu Bird. How you doing there, Roy? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's our pleasure. And um, I just wanted to say, you know, when I was a kid coming up in the 70s and, you know, watching wide, wide World of Sports, and there was a point every year from probably second to sixth grade, I checked out the Harlem Globetrotters, man, the days of Meadowlark Lemon, Curly Neal, Geese Osby. And it was just a treat to watch the Globetrotters. And just wanted to say to you, man, that you should be really, really proud to have been a part of that organization. One of the things I loved was the accessibility 
to you guys. I remember when I was a kid, man, we kind of snuck down, you know, me and a couple buddies of mine, we snuck down to, you know, the bottom portion where, you, you know, the guys were sitting on the bench and we actually sat down for a minute and talked to Curly Neal. I, it was just an incredible experience. And yeah. you know, just wanted to say, you know, I love you being here. And, you know, I really love that you were a part of that organization. Thank you for that. Uh, I remembered you. I was sitting there when you came to sit next to me. So I remember you. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, <I just> never... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's um, I, I can say I'm blessed to be a part of an organization. Um, known all around the world. A lot of people um, don't know basketball or know football or soccer, but they heard and they've seen the Harlem Globetrotters. And to be a part of them and got to experience 25 different countries, playing every state in the United States, I'm, I'm just blessed, you know. So big shoes to feel. Um, Curly, great guy. Um, knew him on a personal basis. Um, we okay. used to do a lot of appearances together, and when he passed, he just passed away not too long ago. Um, yeah. It was a sad day, yeah. you know. And then the Metalark passed away five years ago. So, yeah, I know. It's, uh... You know, it's just we had that time to where you know a lot of the guys who paved the way, which they paved the way for me, who paved the way for them was the uh, Geese Osby, yeah. Tatum, Marcus Haynes paved the way for Curly Neal and Metalark Lemon. So it was just, you know, hopefully I paved the way for some of the younger generations that's playing right now. So, yes, absolutely. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Roy, what, my yeah. brother, my brother, what are you smoking and drinking this morning? Come on, Lou. You know how we do. <laughs> I got, I got. <laughs> you know, I'm putting some smoke in the air. I'm smoking an underground shade Toro. Oh, Connecticut, man. Connecticut wrapper with that Sumatra binder in the inside, and I'm pairing it with an Irish coffee. All right. I love I love my Jameson Irish whiskey. Of course, I got to put some Bailey in it, a little bit more liquor, and then um, <laughs> I love coffee. I, I got a little heavy hand, so I make mine kind of strong. My wife always like you're always drinking them coffees, and I'm like, but babe, I got to stay up. You know, quality time. That's right, my yeah. man. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just want to wish you on behalf of Beyond the Humidor and all of us happy birthday. You just had a birthday yeah. yesterday. Yes, I'm in the 50 Club. Um, a lot of people, I was just at the grocery store, um, and one of the ladies was, like, talking to me or something about her birthday coming up, and I said, I just had one yesterday. And she looked at me, and I said, yeah, I just turned 50. And she was like, look like I would guess 32. And I was like, black don't crack. So, you know, just messing with it. <laughs> so, I'm in the 50 Club now. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you for that birthday wish. I appreciate you. You're welcome. And, um, you know, let's get into, because, you know, everybody who has been in the cigar industry, who has smoked cigars, we all started out somewhere. I don't care if it's me, Lou, you, the great Rocky Patel, you know, guys who run the um, Cubano houses. We all had a start. So, I think that would be an interesting place to start. You know, when did you get into cigars? Um, my, my parents were cigarette smokers, and I was born in Germany. Um, mm -hmm. 
the first eight years of my life before I moved to the United States. And I couldn't stand smoke because my parents just cigarette after cigarette after cigarette. So when I came here to California, um, of course, I go to the local park and there was a guy down there named Boom. He's like the playground legend. Um, so if you can beat him in basketball, <laughs> you can beat anybody. And he used to smoke a pipe and he used to go out on these ships for like six months at a time all around the world. And one day, I think it was 1995, um, I was, you know, at that time I was about, what, 20, 25 years old, maybe, running around just, you know, 25-year-old, just running the streets, just doing whatever. And one day he wanted to talk. And he said, sit down, you smoke? I'm like, no, I, I don't like smoke. No, not a pipe. No, not a pipe either. Not cigarettes, nothing. So he yeah. handed me a cigar. And I'm like, nah, I don't smoke cigars. He said, trust, you'll like this. He cut it, lit it, gave it to me. We sat there and talked for three hours. That cigar was a Boulevard Bellicoso Fino Cuban. Oh, that he started you eyes. out right. <laughs> Talk about spoil. And yes. So I smoked those for the first seven years. I didn't touch any cigar on the market, nothing. Didn't know nothing about cigar. I just Boulevard Bellicoso Fino. He kept supplying me with them. When I signed with the Globetrotters, I used to smoke one after every game. I kept my I kept my supply. And then I think it was 2002, the very first legal cigar I smoked was a Padron 1926. I was screwed <laughs> after that. <laughs> Come on, man. I, 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 I started out with a Macanudo and he's coming out. He's like, you just, you know, you just pulled out the heavy artillery as soon as you started. That had to have been hard because I grew into my cigar deal where it's like started out with Macanudos, didn't know what I was doing, then started growing, 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 then had my first Cuban and. It's like, man, you jumped about maybe ten years in like five minutes. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy. Uh, when I first smoked the Macanudo, I probably took uh, maybe five, six puffs, and I put it down because it wasn't doing anything. I was chasing that flavor, right? Yeah, and I, I didn't. So I just kept smoking Padrones, kept smoking Padrones, uh, Boulevards, Padrones, Boulevards, <laughs> and some just told me it was like. You know what? I gotta find, uh, I gotta find a separate stash to smoke because I don't want to get burnt out and smoking all my boulevards, my padrones. So I needed to go away to miss them to come back. Yeah. So I started, you know, smoking a lot more of the Fuentes, the Hemingways. Um, then I start smoking the work of art, the Between the Lines, then Yehos, and I'm like, oh god. And then I smoked the Opus, and I'm like, you know what? I gotta go away from that. I gotta find something else. <laughs> <laughs> then I went to the Rocky Patel Edge, and then I stayed there for a little while. I love the Corojo. I love the Sumatra. The Maduro is a little bit too much. It beat up my palate. Okay. Um, but there's certain cigars. But I'm a Nicaraguan. That's that's my region. Um, when I think of cigars, Dominican Republic, they got, they have full body cigars come out of there. But I just think it's a more milder region to me. Yeah. Um, gotcha. In in Nicaragua, there's there you got my father, you got Padron, you got uh, Espinosa, you got a lot of I don't know what it is to me. I just love Nicaraguan cigars, and then Honduras is more bold cigars. So 
that's what I think of, you know, in different regions. But me, I'm I'm just a diehard Nicaraguan cigar smoker. And for my birthday yesterday, I smoked a Padron 50th Hammer Maduro, the oh. red label, not the oh. Zero, the original. No. The original. Yeah, ah. the red dot, the red serial that, number. Am, That's what I smoked yesterday. That was a I surprise you had, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, when we talked, I was like, nah, I ain't going to tell you what I smoked yet, Lewis. I'm going to wait till we get on the phone, and then I'm going to hit you with it and tell you. Yeah, because you know so I'd have drove down there to get you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would have had one waiting for you. You know that. You know how we do I know it. Now, yeah, Roy. I had that oh, I'm sorry. With, go ahead. Uh, I had that with Glenlivet 18. Uh, that's doing it right. So. Oh yeah. Now you speak on the Nicaraguan cigars. Have you um ever smoked any of the Illusion line? Illusioni, Dion up in Reno, Nevada. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. Great, great dude. Uh great cigars. Uh the Epernays are just God, I, I, I can't man. Just a great smoke. Yeah. Just a great smoke. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't find any good words, but I call him the silent assassin. <laughs> Because he's quiet and his cigars just bow, bow, bow. So I respect Dion a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, the Illusion is my go-to. One of my favorites is the 88. Oh, she so graduated high school. Yeah. Oh, I graduated in 87. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. 5150. That's going to be our new nickname. There you go. No one needs to know when I graduated. It's too recent. Yeah. Oh, happy graduation, man. That was last week, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, Roy, I, I want to see yeah. if you remember this, man. Um, Sinatra night at the lounge. KLF fundraiser. Yeah. Illusioni Epernay signed box by Dion. I still have that box. I still have the cigars, man. You, holy, well, I ain't going to say that other word. <laughs> Damn, <man. laughs> It's all right. We're PG here. Well, yeah, I was about to say, well, I'm, yeah. well, I'm going to get on that freeway because those are the coffins, right? Yeah. Oh, 2009. You, you damn hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's gonna be a good smoke right there. Okay, uh, uh, truth be told, I already smoked two of those suckers. They only got three wow. left. Oh, shit. I was about to say, I'm surprised there's any left. They would have been gone. <laughs> Y'all, man, I, that's why I said after the, after I smoked the second one, I said I need to I need to hide these from myself because this box gonna be empty. Mhm, mhm. That's the problem. It's like when you hit one, you like, okay, I'm gonna go smoke something else. But you find yourself gravitating back towards that cigar that you just smoked, and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a crackhead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's been me with those uh, Boulevard Bellacostofinos that we, you and I, and Bob too on the line. Bob, we all like, you know, the Cuban blend. They do. I, I smoke them like crack. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never smoked crack, but I can only imagine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, wifey got me some a few years ago, and 
I told myself, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pace myself. Man, those cigars last less, less than a week. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. But that's got to be a lot of fun, though. And we've all done it where you have that box, just the box. And I've done it when I've traveled abroad and I've come back from my Operation Cuban Liberation and I'm sitting there looking lovingly at my freed Cubans and I'm sitting there, okay, I got to ration these out because I'm not going back to the Caribbean for another year. (laughs) So I need to just slowly but surely just, okay, smoke this one. Okay, back up off of it, get something else. Otherwise, man, I just blow through boxes. Yeah, that's 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 my problem. It's just I have my go tos. I know what I like to smoke in the mornings. I know what I like to smoke mid afternoon. I probably smoke maybe four cigars a day. Um, I know at the end of the night, I don't want to really smoke nothing too full body. So I tend to go back to a mild cigar like the Undercrown or the Espinosa Crema uh, or the Oliva. You know. Um, I don't really want to smoke like an Yeho like at 10 o'clock at night because I'll be up all no. night just sitting up. So there's different things, but every now and again, I'll slide in a boulevard. I'm like, you know what the hell with it? I'm going to be up all night. I'm about to smoke this damn thing. Oh, I got to smoke go. it. I, I, you just crave it. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, and, uh, Scott, if I can hijack for a minute. Please do. Uh, we don't want to forget anybody else, man. Um, we started with a question. All right, what is everybody else smoking and drinking? Bob, we're going to go to you real quick. I am smoking uh, a Nova Platinum Batch uh, Torpedo this morning. Uh, and, uh, you know, Louis, you and I had really kind of uh, taken to the Novas. And this is really a nice, nice stick. Uh, uh, Ecuadorian wrapper, uh, Dominican filler and binder. Uh but just a, a beautiful smoke and uh, uh, drinking one of my um, uh, now world famous Bloody Marys here on Bloody Mary Sunday. All right. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, okay. Hey, hey, we lost Craig for a moment. Greg, what are you smoking and drinking? It looks like Craig's helping a customer. So right now, I started my morning early this morning with one of my favorites that, that all our listeners are familiar with, um, the High Claire. Uh, by Foundation, which is a wonderful smooth smoke. I switched for this broadcast, being our 20th, to my uh, the other love of my life in the cigar world, which is the Davidoff Winston Churchill, which, you know, not to, not to continue to chew on a subject we've talked about, like, on three episodes already. It's so wonderfully smooth and a beautiful cigar that it, it's just, it's elegant and the flavor is phenomenal. It's one that, if people want that unique um, experience for a special occasion, I recommend either the Either the natural or the late hour Maduro. They're just great things. And my beverage, of course, just water. I got to drive. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, so, Sky, why don't you go ahead and, and, and kick us off into the other subject matters, man? Hey, Roy, um, you're more yep. than welcome to stay on for the entire thing, man, or just let us know when you when you want to sign off. That's good, but I, you know, I I think we're gonna have some fun with if you stayed on for a little bit and just kind of you know share your experiences about some of what we're getting ready to talk about. Oh yeah, man, I'm here. Oh I'm nice. Chilling. Okay, you, you might hear Fantastic. my coffee machine. I'm I'm gonna make another Irish coffee, so 
You know, until my wife me. open the door and be like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm just going to blame it on y'all. <laughs> That's yeah, all right. We'll it. take the blame. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, all right. So um, let's hop over to um, a little conversation about, actually, you know what, before I do that, um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, Roy, because you've had the privilege of being a partner in a shop, but one of the other things I understand you do is you've got a little operation called the Bird's Nest, and I was wondering if you could just speak on that to our listeners for a minute, if you would. Well, Bird's Nest, of course, it came because of my last name, Bird. And Ness is, I wanted to create a business to to cater to people to where, say you throw a birthday party, you get married. Um, hell, I even do a funeral. It's a celebration. Um, if you wanted a cigar bar. So yeah. there's different levels. And depending on which level you want, determines how many cigars comes in that package. I can be there from two hours to four hours. Um, if you need a cigar roller, that, that is my top package. I will have a cigar roller out there. I prefer a female because it's something different to me. Smoking cigars is more of a man's work, but there are females that smoke cigars. Sure. But to have a female is something different for a guy than even females, because some females might have questions, but they intimidated to ask questions. So to have another female that knows what they're doing, they're rolling it, they're smoking it, they can talk about it, that will bring in other females as well. So I created Bird's Nest Cigars to go out and do, just have fun and just create. I I will be a part of the party, but will become the party. Because as you guys know, smoking cigars, you can do business with cigars or you could just kick back and just be a brotherhood and just smoke yeah. cigars. So I've, I've closed a lot of deals smoking cigars and I just love, I love people. I love being out. So to, it's almost like back in my Globetrotter days, I feel I don't need to know you to talk to you and just have fun with it. Just share my passion, what I love, which is cigars. That sounds so real good. A hobby, I turn a hobby into a business. I like that. I like that a lot. And, um, you know, after the show, um, give us the contact information for Bird Cigars in case any of our listeners, I mean, how far do you travel out? Pretty much in the Bay Area. Okay. Um, I'm around here in the East Bay. Um, I travel as far as probably Sacramento. Okay. The furthest down south I go is probably... Gilroy, but of course that package is that that price is going to go up because I'm going further. Of course, you know I I drive a Durango with that V8 in my foot. I wear a size 13 shoe, so I drive kind of fast. <laughs> oh yeah, I hear that. And depending on which one you do, if you go down the um five or the 99, you know that five is that open road, baby. So you can open that oh, bad yeah. boy up. Man, I opened it. Well, I hope it ain't no police officers on here. I opened up my Durango yesterday on my birthday, and I took it to 115. That's the the highest I ever took it. On 24, a nice little stretch. My leg was shaking. God. (laughs) You remember back in the day when you first get your license, you're 15, 16 years old, you go 100 miles an hour, you like, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You do that, you like, oh, Lord. So... Yeah, yeah, that, 
<laughs> I was like, man, the Highway Patrol was going to give me a nice little birthday gift. Oh, plus. yeah, that had been a dry reckless. Oof, I don't even think about that one. Hey, but Roy, you know, I've been in the car with you, man. And I got to say, you know, as a fellow, you know, wheels, man, you want, you, you're one of the best drivers I know in, in, in my class, man. Um, we, I don't, I'm not afraid when you hit the gas. Oh, yeah. I, I think what was we going to, uh, what, what's that we used to do on uh, first Thursdays? Yeah, we um, go down to uh, Fadalaza. Yeah. 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 Still think that was a cover up for something, man, because for meals you get for $20 and those drinks was, man, I still think it's a cover up, bro. I ain't going to even speak on that. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, nah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we just hey, we opened up the sun, we lit, and we took off. Yeah, like Cheech and Chong going down the road, puffing smoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my new license plate on my Durango says for smoking. Yeah, oh, man, nice. good stuff. Yeah, on my yeah. charger it was uh, four cigars. And that's my Instagram name on on Instagram is four C R C E G A R S. Okay. Um, so speaking of, um, what's your contact information for folks who are out in the Bay Area or out here in the Sacramento Valley who want to get with you and um, partake in your business? I want to give Bird's you a plug. It's birdsnestcigars.com. It's B Y R D S. It is a Nancy E S T C I G A R S. And same thing on Instagram, Twitter, person that cigars. All right, outstanding. Now let's go ahead and hop into our next topic, which is the aging of cigars. Because there's different schools of thoughts as far as aging goes. Now mine's real brief and real simple. It's just basically I buy cigars to smoke. I'm not looking to necessarily age them. But, you know, you ask certain aficionados and there's be like, okay, well, that's cool if the cigar has just been rolled within the last, you know, three to four weeks and you're smoking a freshly rolled cigar. That's one thing. But if it's been beyond a month, it's a good idea to age it, you know, a little longer to let the flavors meld. And that's especially um, important when you're getting into, you know, the Colorado, the Maduros, and those, you can let those age from one to 10 years to let the um, leaves meld with what the flavors meld with one another. And I just want to see what people's schools of thought are. And you know, since you're our guest, I'm going to start with you, Roy. What do you think about the whole idea of aging cigars? I, I, it depends, you know, what it is. I know the Padron Thousand series is aged, I think, six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he cut and like and go. I had the opportunity to go to Nicaragua with the Padron family with the old man before he passed away and George, and he took uh he took a wrapper and put it on a twenty six number one. He put a fresh wrapper around it that had a wrapper when he lit it. I smoked it some of it and then I took that wrapper off. It kind of just changed. So to me, it depends. Um, Padrones, I will age. There's some that I've still been sitting on um, for a while. The Millennium, I don't know if anybody remembers that cigar. I still got a couple in my humidor. Um, But there's certain cigars that I think don't age well. No disrespect to them is like the Opus. To me, I just think it loses its 
power. Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to sit on one, I think, for eight years. And then when I looked at it, it wasn't the same if I would have smoked it eight years ago. So um, there's certain cigars that I wouldn't mind sitting on, you know. But I would say each to his own, you know. But there's Absolutely. certain cigars that, that, that I do like to just sit and, and, and watch them age. But I'm like you. If, if, I, if I get them, if I buy them, I'm smoking them. But there are some that's just sitting there. Um, I don't know if you remember the Best Shark. That no. Came out, I think seven. Not familiar with that it was, one. It's, it's a hidden gem. You remember the Feral Pig? Yes, absolutely. The Best Shark is a cigar that was at Marvin Samuel's wedding. He used to be one of the owners of Drew Estates. Okay. So whoever yeah. went to his wedding had a coffin, and it was two the size of a Feral Pig. It's called the Best Shark. Don't know what that name means, but that thing, he tweaked the binder the inside, and that cigar was phenomenal. So, of course, I had the pleasure. I took my wife. This was before we got married. So she smoked cigars, but not as many as I do. And so when she sat down, <laughs> I got hers and I got mine. So I still got a coffin left in there that I have not touched. So I'm curious of how it's going to smoke of what is it going to taste like. I'm hoping it aged well, but like I said, each to his own on, on, on aging. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Scott, can I jump in uh, behind Roy on that one? Of course. Um, he's, he's absolutely right. It really does depend. Um, an example that we've used in the past, and it's no truer then than it is now. Um, cigars that have a flavored tip, not infused, but have a flavored tip. They're a special variety or a special brand. I can speak from experience. I spent untold amounts of money on 10 bundles of these things. And by the time I got done with them, um, of course, rationing them because they were rare and they were only 25 bundles, period, the flavoring had disappeared and the Maduro had mellowed out so much that what I liked about the cigar, the strength and the sweetness were gone. So, you know, it's been my motto going forward to smoke for that moment because it changes as it sits. You know, Scott, my my experience has been kind of mixed. I think that uh, I'm I'm a believer if I like it now, smoke it now. And if I find something that um, is maybe not quite to my liking at a time, I may set it down for a while and then try it every six months or so. You know, I I think we talked on a, on another episode that I've got some uh, Boulevard Bellicoso Finos that I've been aging now for, I guess they're about only about three years in. But I'll tell you, even What's six it? months in, you can tell the difference in the, in the, in the flavor. And uh, I think, Lewis, we told our, our funny story about smoking one of those uh, in Las Vegas where uh, the, first, the first quarter to half inch of it tasted like... Uh, I was I, I was grazing, and by that I don't mean I was eating grass. I was plowing grass and dirt, uh, <laughs> and you have the same experience. In another six months, uh, that's mellowed out. And so I, what I've done with that box is every six months, I'll smoke one of those uh, that I've been aging and uh, a current one back-to-back -back just to get an idea of how that flavor is changing. But it is definitely changing. Yeah. Yeah, I um, 
and I, I, I definitely remember that. That was quite an experience. I, I was a little reticent about saying anything to you because you gave me the cigar <laughs> so we could smoke, and I was like, yeah, this one's not doing it right now. Um, we just lit it. <laughs> but it did, it did melt a lot, and it became a very smoke. And, uh, and, and also with um, what Roy mentioned earlier, and and I I love the Arturo Fuente Opus X line, but what I found out over the years is that if you sit on them too long, they, they kind of lose their flavor profile. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah and, and, you know, it's all, and it's all based on your personal preference. Like, I think we all agree. You know, if, if you can afford to sit on something and, and, and try to age it out to test it out, all right, have fun with that. Right. But uh, I, other than that, I, I got them so I could smoke them. They've been aged already when, you know, they let the cigar, the tobacco cure, and they went through its process. Cause I'm not buying anything that's been picked off the plant and rolled today because that's not how this process works. So I, I, I feel good with knowing that it's gone through its, its fermentation and all that other good stuff, and they rolled it so I can smoke it, and I'm smoking it. You know, the, the reality is when they blend cigars, they blend them to be smoked. Yeah. They're, they're not they're not blending that with the view that, you know, five or ten years down the road, uh, it, I, I'll, I'll compare it or I'll contrast it with Napa cabs, which are essentially made to be aged, right, and are made to improve and, and have those cannons soften. Cigars yeah. aren't like that. They're blended to be smoked now. Yeah. But when that that kind of segues us right into the next topic of discussion, right? Um, yeah. You know, cigar speculation. You know, do you or should you sit on limited edition cigars or smoke them? Or do you even bother to buy limited edition cigars? Well, that's a mixed answer, right? Yeah, you know. I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, uh, Greg. You were no, saying. I, I, oh, go ahead, Greg. No, no. Oh, so. I, I, I tend to agree with uh, I tend to agree with a couple of my colleagues here on schools of thought on that because one of the things that I have found with the limited edition cigar um, depends on how much you're willing to pay. And I know this sounds like a little cheap, but here's the theory: if you're getting a limited edition cigar that is a limited edition of one that you already smoked, that might be tweaked in some way uh, with a different wrapper or something like that. My biggest complaint with limited edition is um, typically they're more expensive. That being said, though, um, I don't sit on those for the reasons we've just discussed. Their flavor changes the longest you sit on the longer you sit on them. So that's kind of my school of thought as far as that goes. Uh, and, and Roy, you were getting ready to say something? Yeah, I, there, there's a cigar I'm hunting for now. Um, I don't know if a lot of you guys are familiar with the whole thing with Michael Jordan recently, the last dance yeah. been coming on ESPN on Sundays. There's a yeah. cigar that I heard about, um, I think it was three weeks ago, and I'm still waiting, you know, to hear from one of my contacts. There's a MJ-23. There's a Cuban cigar that Michael Jordan has. But mm. it's available because there's a Cuban connection that I know. So I'm uh -huh. trying to get my hands on it to to try it because I'm curious of what his profile is. Um, I heard he went from Hoya de Monterey Double Corona to the Monte Cristo Number Two to 
I heard he smoked a Rocky Patel Edge. Don't know how yeah. true it is, but but I know he's a Cuban smoker, so I'm I'm curious what this cigar would taste like. But I want to get I want to get my hands on a handful, smoke yeah. one now, and then just sit on them and just see what happens, and just see will it be the same. So that's I think uh, the other gentleman was just talking about um, you know let you know, sitting on certain things, but yes, we do buy cigars to smoke now, but if it's very limited, because I don't know when I'll be able to get my hands on it again, so of course I'm going to sit on it for a little yeah. while and until I, I have that craving, and then that's that's when I'll be gone, and, and then I'll just start crying, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to know, Roy, I'm not the only one that cries when their cigar, they're, they're, the ones they're sitting on are gone. Oh, yes, and you, you realize you smoked the last one and you won't you don't know if you're ever gonna see it again. It's like, oh man, why did I like that? Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a few um Cohiba Lanceros that I'm staring at. It's like if I smoke them, then I'm gonna be down like down to like four or three. Do I really want to smoke this right now? The answer is yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Light one up now. Oh, uh, yeah. So this whole yeah, idea. Oh, I, uh, I normally sit on something like that if I have like two or three left or something like that. But if I get a fresh box, I will go through those two or three real quick. Because I got some behind yeah. it. So I, I mm-hmm. don't know. My my mind is, is, is in a different world sometimes. I'm like, okay. It's like a new toy. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, a kid to kid. Uh, you know, know, like, oh, yeah, we got now later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he brought now later. Boston baked beans. <laughs> oh, man, you taking me back. Man, you taking me back. You taking me back to my time in Watts. <laughs> You roll over that store, get some lemon heads and some Boston baked beans. That was the bomb. I remember the was 10 cents. Yep. And then we went yeah, crazy right. when it went up to like 15. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we telling our age right now. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> I think the point Roy made, though, is, is an interesting one. I think we all have our unicorns so to speak and mm-hmm. you go easy on them until you find a new box right yeah you get the new box and then yeah. suddenly they they start disappearing the first <laughs> one yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. but that's like that and and you we roy and i you know we we both had our share of, of padrone uh great family great cigars but when they first released that hammer, that oh man, that that was a limited because it was the red print label, right? Um, the reloads, I don't, I, I I can't say they're the same. I only had the opportunity to smoke one of the original out of out of that first release. Um, that's something that you know when you talk about, would you even buy it? Well, if you know the brand and you know how they stand behind the quality of the cigar and they offer something that's limited. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find a way to get that. Yeah. Um, I I got one. I think a Donald bought two or three. 
of the humidors with yeah. 50 of the originals in there. We went through one, just me and him, and he was kind of, you know, passing a few out. Yeah. And then when we got the reloads, and no disrespect to the family, it just the reloads wasn't, I mean, it was a great stick, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't mm-hmm. chasing that flavor profile of that red label. And I don't know if it's because it was the red serial numbers, and then you see the black serial numbers, and you like, oh, it's different. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's, it's it's a mental thing, but to me, it was just, it just, it was good, but it, that red, I don't know what it is. It was just, man, it was just yeah. different. And then on top of that, I think before, yeah, we had the red, and then me and him smoked the Padron Millennium right after and had Talisker 25 with it. Ah. And that, ah. And that was our day. And that was our day. I, yeah. I was done after that because any other cigar I lit up, it was not going. It wasn't going to come close to what I just smoked. Yeah, that sounds no. like a good day. No. Yeah, man. I I remember, you know, when we used to, you know, I used to come down for Sunday fun days, man. And there's one day hanging out with 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 a but I had to tap out. I yeah. I think we were like 13 cigars in for the day, and they were all for drones. I think, dude, I'm done. And that was at seven o'clock at night. We mm-hmm. out probably. Yeah, and we still had four or five more hours to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that sounds wild. Yeah. yeah, we we used to have some. Yeah, there are Sunday fun days. Just a group of us would come together and just just smoke music. I mean, just imagine going to somebody's house and, and is it, he has a thousand square foot pool house with a bar, TV, seating, bathroom, whatever, humidor, uh, open bar and open humidor. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, a good time. There's nobody and there's nobody policing you. Nope. And there's been many times that I left this house. Don't remember how I got home. Don't remember how I got upstairs. <laughs> Don't remember what happened. It's just it's that backyard sucks you in, and, and you just smoking, you drinking, we bullshitting, and, and shit. There was one time me and Lewis was taking our fold up chairs, chasing each other around the pool table. You remember that? Man? <laughs> we were dancing. Yeah, uh, man, we had a blast. Oh God, yeah. I and I still remember I still remember that, that night, man. I, I saw the video and I bust out laughing because um I think the song, if I recall, was uh Champagne Life and we were just having fun and then you went around the pool table and the look on your face was priceless because you didn't know I was right behind you and then we just broke into a routine. And and just fed off one another. Yeah. 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 Oh man. I mean, lots of fun, but, you know, like you said, it's nice to to just get out and do that. And I mean, and don't forget, man, we ate well. I mean, there was, there was no shortage of food and good quality food at that. And it's like, no, no, we we ate well, but we smoked and we drank even better. We bring in Chef Jesse and then a lot of the fellas don't know one. Well, y'all probably know Lewis do get down in the kitchen. 
But have y'all had any of his beignets before? Oh, yeah. We uh-huh. sampled them beignets. Man, I look like Dave Chappelle when he was a cartoon. That's how white my face was. It's just powdered yeah. sugar, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He came down with them damn things. We all lost our mind when we did. We was like, okay, you're going to make some more, right? Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, yeah, when this, Ridgemont High. when this crazy yeah. um, COVID thing is over, man, I've already said we the, the cartel's getting together and I'm just going to do it up with some barbecue, either some barbecue, some gumbo, or fish fry. Oh, I'm RSVP. Oh, no doubt, man. You know you got an invitation. I got, I got, I got to come up. I, it's been a minute. I haven't seen Lewis. And when was the last time I saw you, bro? Was it Sinatra Night at Scott's in Walnut Creek? Yeah, that was it. That was what, two years that ago? That was it. What was it, about, it, was a year ago, two, two yeah, years it can't ago? be three. I think it was about two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, because it was when wifey was pregnant. And then we yeah. had Harper. Yes. Yeah. And she, yeah. she just made one. So, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Over, it's well overdue. So, yeah, hopefully they open up. I'll grab my dude, Adonal. We'll yeah. on the freeway because this dude can't. This dude can't even drive 20 miles without falling asleep. He'll kill himself coming up Saturday. <laughs> so oh, I know wow. I'm going to have to drive. If I drive, he supplies the cigars, and we just jump on the road. So we do for a road trip because yeah. we miss Lewis. We haven't seen him in a minute. Right. And Lewis used to come down here all the time. And you know what I mean? So it's it's well overdue. So I get the crew, and we'll yeah. come up and chill. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting all the fellas that's on here today this can't wait to meet y'all face to face and hear some more stories and just get to know y'all. You yeah, know without I mean? a doubt. We all brothers of the leaf and we we all enjoy a, a great passion. It, this is what brings guys together, smoking cigars. It doesn't matter if you got a five five dollar cigar and I'm smoking a fifty dollar cigar. It doesn't matter. Oh, you preaching to the we, choir, we, brother. We smoking. That's all that matters. Yep, yeah, because that's what you we speak on. Any better. Yes. Well, let's um, hop over to another topic real quick. Let's talk about cigar etiquette. One of the things we do here at Beyond the Humidor, we like to impart a little bit of information to, you know, um, for lack of a better word, you know, neophytes or beginners in the cigar world, you know, don't know some of the nuances or um, etiquette in cigar smoking. In some segments, you know, it may be a little uncomfortable where what you think is uncomfortable is actually a common occurrence. Um, one of the things we want to talk about real quick is, you know, and this has happened to all of us, the split cigar. You like that up and that wrapper splits up on you. Um, talk about the causes and what to do with it. And, you know, one of the so, reasons, oh, go ahead. I'm, I think you were going to speak. Well, I was, I was going to jump in on the split cigar. One of the most common instances that you see a split cigar is a specific leaf and it's the Connecticut leaf. And it is so, such a delicate leaf. That um, when it's wrapped around that cigar and it's wrapped at 90% humidity and then it's brought down to 70 percent humidity in the humidor, it really causes a little bit of shock. Then we all, of course, everybody on this call lives in Northern California. 
um, us in the Valley and Roy in the Bay Area. So he's got a little bit more of an advantage that we don't because he has higher humidity levels. But when you pull that cigar from your humidor and you take it out into um, our current humidity situation, like today it's 40%, it only takes that cigar a half an hour to go from the 70% humidity of your humidor to 40 which causes the wrapper to tighten further and it splits. So it, one of the biggest things to watch for is what is your humidity and a technique that was given to me by the owner of uh, Tobacco Republic was to take, when you're going to smoke that cigar, take a paper towel, get it wet, wring it till it's almost dry and wrap that delicate cigar in that paper towel for 10 minutes. It'll absorb a little bit more moisture and it'll, prevent and, and put off the cracking, hopefully, until you're almost dead. That's some good advice. You know, you know one of the, one of the, one of the tricks that I've used, one of the tricks I've used, Scott, is um, you know, particularly if it happens while you're smoking the cigar. Um, once you let it, Greg, you're, you can't really do what you're talking about. Um, Correct. I was, I was taught, to, uh, or, or learned online uh, a trick, and it's actually generally works pretty well, even if you have a pretty severe uh, crack in that wrapper. And it's essentially to cauterize uh, the crack. And so you take your lighter and you run it along the entire length of that crack. So you have now burned it. And generally speaking, it will not burn beyond that crack. Um, you may have an ugly looking cigar, but it's very smokable and you really won't notice flavor differences. Um, so that, that to me has been pretty effective. I think I circulated some photos of doing one of those not too long ago to you guys. And it, and it's, it's generally quite effective. Not always. You may have to do it again, but, uh, I found that helped. The other thing is, um, you know, the band can be your friend in terms of, of holding it together somewhat. Um, so leave that band on as long as you can. Yeah. Good. Most of us, most of us don't keep things like pectin in our, um, uh, you know, in our pantry to go and uh, get that and try to try to use that to glue the thing back together. Yeah. Go ahead, Roy. There's, I mean, I'm learning a lot. I, I've never heard both of those, and I think next time I get a cigar and if it cracks, I'm gonna try it. Um. Yeah. That's, 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 thanks, fellas. That, that's all I wanted to say on that one. That was no, a good learning right there. And, and to, to piggyback on to Bob's, uh, Bob's comment about the band, one of the biggest things that I see in our lounge here is um, guys will get their cigar, they'll cut it, they'll sit down in their chair, and the very first thing they do is they peel the band off. And that is, I don't want to say a full pop, but it, is, it can be a disastrous situation if the roller, uh, not the roller, I'm sorry, if the person that's putting the bands on it um, gets a little heavy-handed with that pectin glue and it spills over on the leaf, congratulations, you just created a crack. Well, yeah. you're going to tear off a bunch, a big chunk of that wrapper. And, exactly. You know, uh, over time, you kind of get, a, get an idea of what lines are particularly bad with that. And even if you <clears throat> smoke them down to the point where that glue should have melted, there's so much glue that you're still going to damage the wrapper doing it. So 
I, you know, I, I understand the argument uh, against leaving bands on, but, you know, frankly, I don't know that I've ever been in a situation where I have felt like somebody's showing off their cigar because of the band that it has on it. So I'm a big yeah. proponent of leaving them on until the last minute uh, so that you don't damage that wrapper. Yeah, so yeah I'm with I, you on that. And, that. and that goes to the etiquette, which you was talking about. A lot of guys that I've known, um, they take the band off because they don't want to disrespect the person sitting next to them because there's one guy that me and Lewis know who smokes nothing but Padrones. That's all he smokes, and he always yeah. takes the band off. And he don't. And, and I asked him one day. I said, "Why do you take your band off?" And he was like, "Ah, you know, it's an etiquette for me to do that." But you let everybody know you smoke Spadrones. So what's yeah. the etiquette? And then I, <laughs> I went away from it. I went away from it, and I'm like, I started to open that door, but I'm like, I know where it can go, but I'm just gonna leave it alone. Right. Yeah. But to me, there's a person who got paid to put that band on, and I know if I'm smoking a cigar. I'm not bragging to you because I know what type of person I am. If I want to smoke, I think the the most expensive cigar I ever smoked was a thousand dollars for one. It didn't have a band, but if it had a band, I'm not saying nah 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 nah, nah to you. This is a cigar that I just picked that I want. No. And if if you want, if you yeah. can only afford a five dollar cigar, it doesn't mean that I'm better than you at all. Because I when I smoke cigars with a group of people. I focus on the people versus what you smoking. What's yeah. your name brand? Ooh, I'm 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 um I'm band searching. Oh yeah, you smoking a cheap cigar. Oh yeah, you smoking a good one. I'm only gonna talk to you. I don't I don't that's you smoking with the wrong dude. Exactly. So when you when you talk about etiquette, to me that's 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 why I see certain people do. And then to to go further with the etiquette being a shop owner and people coming into your shop and talking about don't want to buy any cigars, but they want to come in and smoke the cigars that they brought. What's wrong with you buying some cigars, sit down, and then whatever you brought, you can light. Support your local right. brick and mortar. So yes. I I used to hit customers with, can I smoke this here? I said, would you go to Ruth Chris and bring your own steak? <laughs> and they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like... <laughs> You you can't go to Ruth's Chris and say put this steak on the grill because this is the one I got from Safeway. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Roy. Well so, said. Yeah, I do want to add something real quick though. You know, if you're in a group of fellas or ladies, and you know, or a mixture of both, and someone does ask you, "Hey, what you're smoking?" It's not a matter of they're trying to, as you know, we've said, it's not saying, "Hey, I'm better than you," or I'm trying to brand shop. It's a way of discovering new cigars or you're just repping the brand because I found yeah. out about many of cigars kicking back with some folks and look and say, oh, that smells kind of nice. What are you smoking? And, you know, you look at the band and say, hey, you know, I'm smoking this Davidoff or I'm smoking an Illusion or a Padron or something. I, maybe something I haven't even thought of, maybe even a Grand Habano. And it's like, really, that's a Grand Habano. That's pretty nice. I might have to, you know, put that in my wheelhouse. Man, yeah. quiet as kept. The Grand Habano Corojo was that the Corojo Five? Oh yeah, the red band. Yes, yeah. yes. that's the sleeping gym. The, 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 yes, now that's. I think it was back in the day. It was like five dollars for one, and I'm like, y'all sleeping on that cigar? Oh, I yeah. love that yeah. cigar. And then another one is uh, the Tatawahe Havana Six, the red label. Yeah, yeah. yes, Man, preach. People sleep. 
people sleep on that all day long. I'm like, go ahead, keep sleeping. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I agree with you. Yeah, there are certain cigars that you can you can you can smell and you know what a person is smoking. Like I know what an acid blondie smells like, and I'm not gonna look down on you if you smoking an acid blondie. You smoking a cigar? Let's smoke. Yeah. That's, that's yes. all. That cigar is that cigar is not for me, but I'm not gonna put you down because you smoke nothing but acid. There's a there's another friend of me and Lewis is uh, Pastor Leslie. That's all he smoked was Cuba Cubas. He yeah. loved his acid Cuba Cubas. Love Pastor Leslie to death. Still to this day, he loves his Cuba Cubas. Yeah. That's all that matters to me. All right. Yeah. That and his yeah. that and his Perdomo champagne. Yeah, and he fell right. asleep on our lounge one day holding the cigar, and I thought he had died. He's kind of overweight, so I kind of, and he was there slumped over, and I, I got close, and I'm like, damn, he's not breathing, so we're going to put the yellow caution tape up around the lounge. What am I going to tell people? No bullshit. <laughs> 20 minutes later, he woke up and puffed on his cigar, and it was still lit. Yeah, and then that became <laughs> that became the joke of the lounge. I was like, man, I thought you was dead, and I was like, man, don't be finding here, bro. Don't, don't sit out front. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we talk about different cigars, I want to touch real quick on cigar gifting because on more than one occasion, I have been gifted cigars, and I know everyone here has been gifted a cigar. Someone comes along, you know do something nice for more. It's just a, just because it's like, Hey man, you know, I really appreciate you hooked me up with this or that, or just, you know what? I got this cigar and I thought of you because, you know, I know you like Maduro's or, you know, you know, you're really into the Robusto. So I want to, you know, give you a little something and check this out. And the question, the pop quiz is, okay, so you get gifted this cigar and, you know, say, you know, you light it right there, you know, light it up and it's not in your wheelhouse. What do you do? You know, what's the proper etiquette? You know, is it uncomfortable to just say straight out, I don't like it? Or it's like you just, you know, power through it as tears are in your eyes and you just sitting there like, I just got to smoke through this, but it's a Robusto. So it's going to last for like an, you know, hour. You trying to hot box it to try to get the last 40 minutes or, you know, do you just put it down? So, you know, wh- what are your thoughts on that? I want to start with you, Roy. Um, if you a true brother of the leaf, don't be offended if I smoke it and it's not for me, I will tell you and be honest. Honesty to me is the best policy. I'd be like, you know, I give it a chance. I'll smoke a quarter of it. Mm-hmm. And then if I can't continue to go any further, I'll be like, I, right, Hey, this profile for me is because of reasons. Bing, 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 bing. And sometimes, well, I'm not going to say sometimes, pretty much all the time, if somebody hand me a cigar, nine times out of ten, I'm giving you another one right back. Because my mom, hey, too, once you receive a gift, it's good to give a gift. So, I don't know. I'm just weird like that. I just, I, Lewis know how sharing I am when it comes to cigars. Yeah. I open up my case in a heartbeat and just, I don't care, smoke. But, yeah, I, I'm, you I'm know how we get yeah, I'm never afraid to tell you the truth of certain things. And I think if I'm going to respect you and just respect me right back, that's it. And that's all. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's all I got about it. I mean, there's well certain said. Things, or if I see it, too, I can tell. I'm, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. 
And then I would yeah. switch it and be like, yo, here, take this. And I, yeah. I hand something to them. So to make them, so they won't feel bad for trying to give me a yeah. cigar. Because if somebody yeah. come up and try to hand me a Tatiana, trust me, I, no disrespect to the cigar. I ain't smoking no damn Tatiana. <laughs> I just can't smoke that cigar. Or Swisher Grape. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, if my man that's on the phone here with us that has those boulevards, man, I give him a high five and a hug and a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take it around. Now, Lou, what are your feelings on it? Because I think we all have the same feeling, but, you know, what's your perspective? Yeah, you know, I, I've, had the, I've had the pleasure and the honor of being around, you know, a bunch of guys, man, present company included, that, yeah, as we we share our, our our love for the leaf and and sharing certain cigars, that you know never do I expect anybody to be butthurt about having a cigar that's not in their wheelhouse. I know personally, I I've, I've given people cigars and changed their life because you know then it's like man, you just ruined me. I was so used to smoking this, now all I want is is I'm there now. My 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 palate has been. Um, matured based on what you just gave me. Um, but getting back, you know, to, to, to Roy and I, because, you know, we, we've known each other for, what, 11 years now? Um, yeah, bro. Yeah. We've, 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 I mean, I remember we used to meet for lunch, man. And whether we go eat or we sit out in, in, in my company's parking lot and we sit and he'll say, hey, man, I got this. And, you know, my thing was sometimes I try to, you know, beat him to the draw and say, yeah, here you go. I got I got this for you, man. But we still exchange the cigars because he gave me one, I gave him one. We sit down and we smoke and we chop it up and we have a good time. And we 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 tested, I remember one time we tested a, a blend um, that was real good. I, I, it was some Drew Estate. I'm going to leave it at that because, you know, I, I, I don't want to seem, you know, like, too pretentious and, and bringing something up that others hadn't experienced, but that cigar and well, I think you remember because we were at Ruth Chris and uh, in our favorite spot that they had set up Ooh. for us, um, and we were we were smoking and um, we were trying to find out what the blend was, and I told you it, it reminded me of a UF thirteen and a feral pig combined. Um, that was a great freaking cigar. Um, and then they came out with, you know, a couple others a year to rat. And I was like, oh man, this is just phenomenal. But anyway, um, if it's not in my wheelhouse, I know everybody's got their own take on this. I'm, I'm pretty much like, Roy, I, I'm going to try to smoke about a good inch of that. And if it's not in my wheelhouse, I'm going to have to put it down. And, and, and as a friend and a brother of the leaf, you shouldn't be butthurt about it because I'm not bashing your cigar. It's just not in my wheelhouse. And I'm not enjoying the smoke. And I think you want me to enjoy the smoke. So let me smoke something I enjoy or let us smoke something that we can both enjoy. And then we're good. Because um, I might give you something that's not in your wheelhouse. I'm not going to be butthurt that you put it down because it's not something you can enjoy. I want you to enjoy the smoke. Most definitely. Greg, what are your feelings on it? Wow. You know, it's hard to add things to, to Roy and Lewis because they've summed everything up so well. So let me tell a quick story about something Lewis said. Um, I go back to sitting at Catherine's on our Thursday night, monthly cigar night, and Lewis handed me a cigar that was totally outside my wheelhouse. It was a Padron Presidente box press in a tuba. And 
And that was the exact reaction. When I cut and lit that first puff, it was like, Lewis, man, you're ruining me. Abjectly <laughs> ruining me. And ever since then, <laughs> ever since then, I, I go out of my way. Now, I happen to like that series. I like the 1964s and the 26s. Uh, but I also like the 3000 series a lot. And that's usually my go-to for the drone. So you never know what you're going to get. Uh, my view is, I, I agree with both of them. Try the cigar, at least try it, and, and be honest. Sorry, you know, it's not my wheelhouse, uh, but thank you for the gift. I appreciate it. And, and it's a palate expander is what it really is. Yeah. How about you, Bob? You got anything to add to this? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little different. Um, I, I guess uh, I look at it and as if it was a cigar I bought I bought myself. And, you know, I will smoke. Uh, if, if I buy something, I will tend to smoke the whole thing as long as I can stand it. Uh, I, may, I may never smoke it again, right? I've, I've had plenty of sticks like that. But if, if I'm gifted a cigar and... Had I bought it myself, I would smoke the whole thing. I will smoke the whole thing, but but I'm all for giving honest feedback. I, I know Greg. You know, generally speaking, you, you get to know people, you get a pretty good idea of their palate. But um, since I retrohale so much, uh, stronger cigars can be can be pretty harsh on me. And so, um, you know, usually if we're exchanging cigars, we have a pretty good idea that it's going to be in somebody's wheelhouse. Um, but you know, I will, I will, I don't want to say power through it, but I, I'll give it a shot. And if I would smoke the whole thing myself because I bought it, then I will smoke through the whole thing. Um, but again, I will give them honest feedback at the end that it's not in my wheelhouse. If I would put it down and throw it away, and you know, I've certainly bought cigars that I've done that with, then you know, I'll do that as politely as I can. So right. not not that you know, a, a variation, I suppose on on what um, what the you other guys have said but um i will i will tend to try to smoke it if i find it smokable for me okay i want to oh go ahead greg i'm glad you brought that up bob because that that's the truth when you look at a tight-knit group like like us with the cartel and all our friends that surround the cartel we know what we like and we know what each other likes so it makes it easier for us to give cigars to each other versus someone who is new to the group so you know both points are valid i'm glad we had this discussion i just want to close the loop real quick with a real funny story um one of the um members of the cartel and i'm going to call him a member of the cartel he's a good friend of ours by the name of rich he used to work at tobacco republic and he's now retiring in costa rica and he comes out about once a year twice a year if we're lucky and you know, he comes on out, and I remember one time he gave us this cigar. He bought these cheap little honey tip cigars and gave them, you know, gave them to us, and we all smoked them together, and we're smoking them, and the cartel's brutally honest with one another, and we do it all in joking and friendship. And this thing was horrible. We're sitting here smoking this thing. It's like, how can you smoke this, brother? And he's like, oh, no, they're, they're cheap, and they're real good. And I'm like, you can drive about an hour and you can get Byron's and yeah, Atterbay's and Byron's for like maybe what eight to 10 bucks a stick. 
Correct. And I just wanted to cry when I heard that because I didn't realize that, you know, he had access to that. I'm like, if I was out there, I'd just be living off of Byron's and Atabay's. This is a honey tip business. And we were just laughing about how bad it was. And it was just like a running joke having a good time with it. So I think the – oh, go ahead, Greg. You're good. Can I paint a picture real quick for the for the listeners? This cigar, when he handed it to us, it literally looked like a little cat turd. <laughs> That's a good description. Uh-huh. I mean, it was it was it was horribly it was horribly rolled. The veins were still in it. It looked like a cat had just excreted it. And and you know we're all sitting here looking at this thing going, okay. And he's like, no, no, trust me, guys, trust me. And we're like, at the end of it, we're like, how much did you pay for this? And he goes, oh, they're ten cents each. see i guess if you smoke a lot i guess you've got to be somewhat economical you can't blow through all your retirement money on cigars but oh no (laughs) i'm just kind of sitting here i'm sorry right Man, I, let me just go around real quick, and I want to go ahead and just get in some closing thoughts. Um, you know, I want to take you on, Bob, you know, talk to me. Um, just some closing thoughts on the show, and, you know, I'll end with mine, but I want to go around and make sure everybody's represented. So, Bob, you know, take it away for me. Yeah, I, uh, we covered a lot of ground today. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of different things, and um, I just actually uh, finished that note cigar which was uh, quite nice uh so yeah good time today how about you greg uh well first of all i want to say roy thank you so much for joining us I mean, it's an absolute pleasure i do look forward to meeting you and uh i agree it, the stories have been amazing it's always a good time when we get together even though now we have the social distancing and uh you know i look forward to another 20 episodes i'm, I'm so glad that we stuck through this and, and are making it happen. Lou, go ahead and talk to us. Uh, you know, I really enjoy having the experience of being a part of this and, and helping it grow. Um, it was a conceptual discussion that we had after the big smoke and to do what we're doing right now, it, it really feels good, and I expect nothing more than us to continue to develop and grow this as we, uh, you know, just travel down this road. Um, you know, we, we, we said one of the things that we were looking at is, you know, we're, we're not trying to be better than anyone else. We're just another rose in this elaborate garden. There's a lot of folks out there that do what we do. Uh, we just need to, you know, continue to be unique in doing this and giving folks a vehicle that, you know, that they're comfortable with being on or, or listening to and, and knowing that, you know, we are, you know, just fellow brothers of the leaf, sisters of the leaf. We enjoy what we're doing and smoking and, and, and making friendships and having these experiences on there. A lot of the feedback that I've gotten, and I'm sure you guys get a lot of feedback as well, face-to-face from certain people that listen, is they, they not only learn something, 
but it's entertaining. It helps them get through their drive when they're listening as they're traveling back and forth. And that's a good feeling. Um, glad we started this. Roy, without a doubt, you, you, you know, you're my brother. And I, I'm, I'm really appreciative of the fact that you, you took the time out of your day to, to come online and, and hang out with us, man. You know, um, even if we got to do a, a virtual hearth, man, because I haven't seen you in a while. I'm waiting for this COVID-19 crap to be over with, man. We can do that because I miss you. And I just want to, you know, make sure that you're understanding how much we appreciate that you, you spent your time with us today. And uh, we're going to do our best to, to get you on our page and promote Birds Nest Cigars. It's another output for, for you and, and, and what you're doing. And I know that you got triple duties. We talked about that, man. Uh, but the beauty of it all is that with the three jobs that you have, daddy, that daddy job, dude, yeah. man, I I wish I could I could be there to just hang out with you and, and enjoy the little girl with you, man, because uh, that's a gift. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, Roy, you have any um, closing thoughts for us real quick? I know you're the guest, but, you know, I wanted you just, you know, anything else you want to speak on or um, say, I want to give you an opportunity before we close this out. Yeah, um, I'm, 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 I'm very grateful. I'm, I'm very blessed to be a part of what you guys are doing. I, my brother, at least, just got bigger. I've never seen y'all before and just talking to y'all is just, I've learned a few things. Yes, I've been smoking for 25 years, but there's certain things I learned today. I don't know everything about a cigar and I'm, I'm fine with that. I know certain things, but to be a part of yeah. this for this hour, unbelievable, great job, great group of guys, just hats off to you. Sky's the limit. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of what you guys are doing. And I'm looking forward to meeting every last one of y'all face to face. And, and I can put faces with names. I haven't forgot that dude with them boulevards. I hope he brings them when I do meet him. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, No, it's great. You know what you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, Roy. Roy, you just let me know whether you want the ones that are aging or the ones that are current. I'll hey, look, I ain't. Picky. I'm not picky. Trust me. I'm just smoking <laughs> with the band on. Well, no. Maybe we should smoke them both. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm RSVPing. Um, you guys have a great concept. <laughs> what you doing? You touching on a lot of stuff, and 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 it's great. And, and once again, I thank you and, and bless you. And I just need everybody to stay safe. And yes, once they lift these orders, I, I will. And I promise you, and you can hold me to it. I will jump on that freeway and come up one weekend and just, just smoke and just yeah. bullshit and enjoy life. Hey, Any day above ground is a good day. You have an open invitation to my place for the next cartel cookout. Oh, I'm down. Oh, yeah. Let me know the date. Oh, most definitely. Um, I just want to um, end this with, um, you know, thanking my um, fellow host, um, everybody who brought the cartel together and this formation of Beyond the Humidor. I truly feel honored and blessed to be a part of this. I am just a cog in the wheel and an unworthy cog at that. 
but this has been a pleasure in what we're doing and imparting our knowledge and stories and experiences to the people and the fact that we've made it through 20 episodes. And if anyone has sat back and listened to, you know, from episode one up to now episode 20, this has been a growing process for us. When we came aboard, um, we didn't know much of anything. We, you know, read up on some things, learned how to do some things. We've had people help us along the way. Um, the gentleman at Skip's Music, um, in particular, Matt. who Matt, yes, Matt from Skip's Music was invaluable to us to get the proper equipment to put out an excellent podcast. And um, I'm going to ask for forgiveness in advance. These last two episodes, episode 19 and this one, we are respecting social distancing. And we are very proud of our production values. But if you're hearing like things that are slightly garbled or whatnot, it's because we are all in separate locations. We're utilizing Zoom in order to bring this to you. So, you know, if you hear a little something here and there, you know, that would be why. But I've noticed like on, you know, professional media on the news, you know, they're getting a lot of that too. So you can't really control all the audio. So I would ask for a little bit of patience in that. But hey, thank you for staying sticking by us. Thank you for supporting us and, you know, giving us a word, giving us criticism, giving us praise. It's all important to us. And we are going to continue to provide this programming to you for as long as we can. And I am looking forward to the day that we are coming out with episode 100. Amen. Absolutely. Well, it's that time. My liquor glass is gone and my smoke's down to the nubs so i think it's about that time i want to thank our audience and on behalf of lewis greg craig bob and our of course our very very special guest our first guest roy bird thank you for listening check us out at Luma cigar cartel we're also on facebook instagram and twitter so don't be a stranger drop us a line and let us know you guys are out there I'm Scott Robinson, and from all of us here at Beyond the Humidor, we look forward to chatting with you on our next episode. Until then, take care, stay healthy, stay safe, and good smoke, good drink, and good life.